Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. I am Blake Harrison and next to me as always is Stuart Whiffin. How are you, mate? Not bad. Who have we got today? Is it worth me getting excited? Is it worth you staying up late? Well, I think it bloody is, mate. Nearly midnight on a school night. What's <laughs> going on? This better be good. Who we got? We've got a champion. Go on. Arguably pound for pound greatest on the planet at the moment. Go on. Your Australian heartthrob and mine. Go on. It's Alexander Volkanovsky, mate. Yeah, it is. yes we'll we'll get into how we got him on on the show Mm. for the second time because he has been on the show about uh uh, it was nearly two years ago he was on the show i think uh originally so check out that episode if you haven't yet and um yeah we've got him we'll do to explain in in the chat kind of how this came about because we were doing our latest uh recording and then we ended it and went we haven't got any interviews lined up. We uh, we really need to to get on with with getting some interviews on, uh, on the go and and reaching out to some people. The gods and, of uh, MMA shone down the, on us, mate. They they <laughs> shone down big time, uh, and you'll find out how that all came about. But uh, yeah, man, uh, should we just crack on and get on? Yeah, with it? yeah. No one wants to hear me and you waffling. They want they want the they want the Volk, man. Let's give it to them. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Alexander the Great Volkanovsky. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. And we've got a very, very special guest for you today. We've got the featherweight champion of the world, Alexander the Great Volkanovsky. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing very well, man. Doing very well. Thank you. How are you? Very, very good. Uh, so we, we, this came about in a bit of an odd way, really, because me and Stu got off our last chat going, oh, we've got to try and get some some guests on. We need we need some guests. Who, who, should, we, who should we have? What are we going to do? And then out of nowhere, I got a message from you on Instagram <laughs> because you'd, you'd seen a really handsome, attractive man on your telly in Australia, hadn't you? That was dressed like a schoolboy. And uh, you asked me if there's good, we need some more in-betweeners. <laughs> and so I was like, a- oh, well, you know, if you, uh, if you come on the podcast, I'll see what I can do. So here we all are. <laughs> There we are, man. That, that's it. I, I just did a whole uh, in between, uh, in between is sort of because uh, at night time, uh, you know, before I go to bed, I put the kids to bed. I watch a couple of uh, movies, or even during the day, sometimes I'll uh, you know a bit of rest right in between sessions. So I'll watch a bit of TV just to chill, just that downtime. 
and I just did the whole every season of In Betweeners, and I just watched the last two <laughs> movies as well. So um, yeah, as I've uh, told you last time, I'm a big, 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 big fan of you guys and uh, In Betweeners. So. Um, yeah, it was good. So that's why I thought I had to reach out. I'm like, come on, man, we need to, we need to do something. You know, <laughs> what do we got to do? Who do I need to talk to? Let, I'll talk to somebody. Make it happen. <laughs> well, I tell, I tell, I'll have to let uh, the writers Ian and Damon, who uh, who wrote the show, I'll uh, I'll message them and and say, you know, pound for pound, best writer in the world to a lot of people. He wants some more in between us, so you better get it done. You know, I'll I'll have a word exactly with him right. for you. It's so it's so yeah, weird. good lad. I literally walked down to uh, to recall with Blake yesterday and as I walked through the kitchen my girls like my daughters are like in their sort of late teens now and they were watching the in-betweeners and like, as I literally walked past my daughters cracking up I turned around to tell you and there was Simon's bollock hanging out the side of his pants on that fashion <laughs> show I was like mate my kids don't need to be seeing that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, uh, I'm definitely watching. Uh, I've, I've got a five and seven year old, so the you know, but I'm yeah. watching them uh, by myself, but with with the missus, definitely not with the kids. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. I'll let them. Uh, I'll uh, let them uh, yeah. grow up a little bit, and then maybe they can watch a bit in between us. Yeah, no, it's just bluey for now, right? A bit of bluey. Is that the? Yeah, that's, bluey. That's, that's, yeah, bluey. Yeah, that's oh, well, big that, in my house. Bit, it is, isn't it? Yeah, I got told that yeah, uh, it goes around. It's good, mate. They got good uh, messages in bluey. You know what I mean? It's uh, yeah. It's it's pretty good, you know. You get some uh, kids shows that are just you like watching. You're like, man, how's this even uh, good for yeah. kids? Like just the the rubbish that's on it. But I think Bluey's pretty good. I don't mind it. Yeah, no, I love Bluey as well. Actually, I quite I it's one of the ones I can actually sit and watch with my kids, as you say, and go, oh, I'm actually entertained by this. It's funny. But look, as much yeah. as we we would love to talk about TV shows all day, we're here to talk <laughs> about you. We're here to talk about MMA. Um, and I suppose where I'd love to start is just by going, obviously, the, the last fight with, with Makachev, even though it was technically in the judge's eyes, you know, it, it was a loss, I feel like your stock has risen. I feel like everyone was in the lead up to that fight was going, look, he's, he's going to be too big. Makachev is this beast. He's Khabib's boy. Is all this kind of stuff. And because you gave him such an unbelievable fight that some people even believe you won, I feel like your stock's gone up. Do, do you feel that from the fans? Like, have you seen fans like on your side with all this? Have you seen uh, growing in like your social media, all that stuff? How have you feel the response has been since the Makachev fight? Yeah, man, uh, exactly what you said. The stocks uh, definitely rose from from that fight. You know, I'm always going to be hard on myself because uh, I'm a winner, and that's just you know I'm very competitive and. And things like, and I wanted that uh, champ, champ. You know, obviously it was a close fight. We thought we did enough, uh, but yeah, you're right. You know, it, it does make uh, the loss a bit easier when uh, everyone's pretty much congratulating me, which is a uh, weird. Yeah. It's a weird uh, feeling when someone congratulates. I'm like, I want to just say, hey, I lost. What are you talking about? Um, but you know, it just shows that. You know, when, when we talk about that underdog story. Uh, a lot of people literally believed I didn't stand a chance. And these are people, probably even people that support me, that believe in me, that still thought, oh, I don't know about this one. I honestly believe that. I think there's people that are sort of close to me that were still like, you know, you could see how surprised that they were that I did. And it was, so it's funny how much of an underdog I was. I had people that were reasonably close to me even thought like, oh, I don't know, this is a big ask. You know, not only is he moving up a division, He's moving up a division to a guy that's massive for the division, a guy that is out grapples and, and just manhandles everyone in that division. Then all of a sudden, this small guy is going to come step up and then try and take him. It's just, there's no way. 
And that's just how everyone was looking at it. And then, so it was funny. That's why I get a lot of people congratulating me. Um, obviously, a lot of people going, oh, you won. That was bullshit, you know, and carrying on that. But, you know, it's, uh, what are you going to do? Uh, but, I mean, it, it did. It's the beautiful thing about me and this whole situation, how I've always been is, um, you know, you, you got to move on, right? But I always, you know, I really do see a positive in, in everything. Obviously, it was a lot of positives because the fact that, like you said, the stocks rose. Um, you know, a lot of people were talking about it. You know, I end up staying at pound for pound at that, at that stage. So it, was, uh, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't, but not just that. This is just going to add to the story. As in, I'm going to get that rematch. I hope he wins so I can get that rematch, go out there and then take him out. And then, you get know what I mean? It just makes it uh, even bigger. Uh, whether there'll be a trilogy or whatever. But I mean, it, I just think it's just going to make for a bigger rematch, a bigger fight. Because, uh, you know, obviously it was a fun fight for everyone to watch. Very competitive. Um, and uh, just the whole storyline behind the whole thing uh, is, is just going to make it up for, for a bigger bigger rematch. So, again, I look at the positives and I think uh, it's all going to work out in the end anyway. When when are you sort of looking at that fight, Volk? Is it, obviously, you've got Yair next. And, you know, once that fight's done, is that when you're looking to sort of go back up? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I... I was asked straight after that fight, you know, the guys even, you know, uh, you know, the matchmakers and, uh, you know, Hunter and, and Mick Maynard and a few of the guys, they come in straight away while I was getting stitched up. And they're just like, you know, obviously like, man, how great was that, man? Like even saying, you know, your stocks arose, you know, you know, talking about even mentioning rematch, you know, we'll see if we can do that. We'll see what's going to happen. Uh, and then after, like the week after, they were asking me, what do I want to do? And that was an option because do you want to wait for a rematch and, you know, and, you know, just again, giving me these options, it was up to me. And I'm like, I don't want to wait because I, I knew that he wouldn't be fighting till later in the year. And obviously I've been very vocal about being active. Uh, so I didn't want to wait around. So I'm just like, now, nah, you know, I ain't waiting around. Let me just do this, uh, do, do this uh, featherweight uh, fight with uh, Yair Rodriguez, obviously him getting that, that uh, interim title. And you've seen that just got announced officially. So, Literally, yes, a few hours ago. Mm. So uh, yes. you know, yes. you, you guys, you guys are first, first, first in on me here. So there you go, first time I could actually properly talk about it. But um, that's that's locked in. So I wanted to do that, and then uh, you know, I'll fight uh, Islam as soon as soon as I can after that because I want to be active. You know, I, I wasn't lying when I said I wanted to keep two divisions busy, um, and I want these two divisions to keep me busy because that's what I want. I want to keep busy. You know, I'm in yeah. my prime right now. Um, I ain't gonna be in my prime forever. So uh, let, let me uh, make as much money as I can while I'm in my prime. <laughs> Absolutely. And look, we will get on to Yair. We're not being disrespectful to him. We know you've got yep. that coming up in, in July at UFC 290. As you say, it's just been announced main event and it's a stacked card as well. It's a brilliant card. Um, but in terms of the, the Makachev fight, because everyone, again, was, was very enthralled by that. As you say, the story is, is really there for that rematch. What, what would be different in preparation, do you think, for the Islam fight having already spent 25 minutes with him in the cage um yeah it, it's funny i literally probably could have walked out of that cage or just stayed in that cage and then do another five rounds and know exactly what i needed to do you know yeah. i adjust pretty quickly um obviously they, their team's going to try and make adjustments but at the same time you know he's got he's got more of a style that he's always going to stick to he obviously showed more of his striking but you know i don't think uh he has a style where he could change a lot. You know, I don't think he's going to be that aggressive coming forward to me or anything like that. I think he's still going to be that counterfighter that he was. Uh, but I'm the type of guy I can 
I can change whatever. I can do more grappling. I can do more wrestling. I can put more pressure. I could stay in the pocket. I could stay at a longer range. I can switch stances. I can fight south for the whole whole fight if I want. Like I, I've got a lot of options that I can do. I am very versatile. I think that's where I went for, for in in that sense. So I can uh, definitely uh, make a lot of changes. But straight after that fight, I, I sort of knew what I I had to do. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously, you're going to always have that respect for. Uh, Islam's wrestling. Even though I knew I, I I was prepared, I knew it was going to be hard for him to hold me down. You still need to respect it. You know, I, I was mm-hmm. expecting to. Yeah, he'll get a takedown, but I'll get back up. I knew that his level bar would go down, and you know. But um, I, I think I just gave it maybe a little too much respect. Where you know he was a uh, he fought a style that uh, you know again. You know he he stayed a, a bit back. You know he was obviously uh, fighting at a longer range and just wanted me to come aggressively and catch me coming in or shoot uh, as I'm coming in, which is a very good style to have, especially with someone like myself, who's, uh, want, you know, I want to be exciting as well. I could sit on the outside and play that game and not much will happen. And then you wouldn't see the fight that, that we had. It would have been a, a total different fight, but, uh, you know, did he I wanted surprise to, you much because he did he surprise him. much because he, because, because you, you acknowledge him a lot. And I almost think again, as a big Volkanovski fan, I, I would, there was moments where he was hitting you and you were nodding to him as if to say, yep, well done. And I'm like, don't do that, Volk. What if the judges didn't see it? You're alerting the judges <laughs> to what was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. You're, you're right. So many people uh, talk to me about that. And for me, it's weird because I'm, I, I like, a, while I'm fighting, you know, I'm usually, again, I'm, I'm pretty composed in there you know i'm, I'm uh yeah obviously i've got the fight iq so when people like will end one i'm like oh yeah nice so it was weird because i was acknowledging as in like oh, i yeah, snuck it in but it wasn't obviously it's not like rocking me or anything like that but it was weird because that was my response to sometimes where we touched me you're right maybe they wouldn't have thought it would have landed because it wasn't like they were massive shots yeah. it was just he like he, his distance maybe i thought he was out but he and he actually got me or his timing ah oh, yeah nice touche you know what i mean like that's sort yeah. of how it was about it um, which for me, you could see how composed I was throughout the whole fight. Yeah. So a lot of people could look at that. Oh, he's acknowledged it. And it was weird the way people looked at it. They were like, oh, he's acknowledged it. Oh yeah. And they made that score bigger because of it. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Like I'm, I feel like me acknowledge, uh, acknowledging it, being like, oh yeah, yeah, sweet, whatever, like laughing it off. Here I am smiling, laughing, not, not rattled one bit, like not, not hitting my confidence one bit. You can see me keeping everything together, having a laugh and, and composure in there where I felt like every time I would land or fire at him, I would see him be a bit more frantic about it and like sort of like, you know, turn and, and you know, really, really try and get himself out of the way and which lose composure, right? Lose composure, yeah. um, freak out a little bit, which is fine. I'm not expecting everyone to just be as composed as I am. It's just going to be the yeah. ice man and like nothing's going to phase him. I'm not expecting that, but I just feel like that should score so much more. When I'm sitting there and making people panic and, You've seen them freak out and they're, you know, you know, things like that. I felt like that would be more of a significance than me just like, you know, something just touched me. I'm like, oh, yeah, nice. So it's weird. Yeah. Now I know that, you know, you probably won't see me acknowledge it as much because yeah. I really do think that could have played a factor. Um, and a lot of people are mentioning it. So it's something that, you know, maybe I just think a little bit different uh, to everyone else. But yeah, so that was a, it was a trigger. But yeah, he definitely surprised me in his uh, striking. I knew that he would have good timing. I knew he would have good dis- distance. I knew he'd be patient. Uh, but I guess I just didn't think he would be uh, that precise maybe with, with, with his uh, counters. Yeah. You know, I thought I might be able to get in uh, that little bit quicker because even though I had to force a lot more, 
as I said, I had to force more because uh, without giving too much away, obviously I was yeah forcing more so to make it a fight and to obviously wear him out as well. You know, you know these big strong guys, they're all strong. Everyone's strong. Everyone's tough. Everyone's fast early. Until uh, I zapped the life out of them, and they, you know, they all of a sudden, uh, you know, you just see their level bar go down. So that was all, that's always going to be the case for me. Um, so I had to make it a fight, and I wanted obviously it was Perth, Australia. Uh, you know, back home, I haven't been there for a while. I was like, let's give the crowds what they want, and plus I thought that would be obviously a better way. Which you've seen it obviously work in the end. We he obviously started uh, tiring and. Um, me landing that big shot, getting on top and, and finishing really strong. But, uh, yeah, what do you do? It's a close fight, fun fight. People are still talking about it, so it's all good. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, the fight this, this next for you is obviously Yair. And, and I think when um, it got announced that uh, Yair was going to fight Emmett for the interim, I think as, as Brits, we wanted to see our boy Arnold Allen in the mix for that. We, we hoped we would have seen Arnold uh, in that. Um, but Yair... Run away of it. Looked absolutely incredible. And obviously, he's got quite an unorthodox fight style, folks. So, mm-hmm. just interested to know, how do you prep for someone like Yair? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, you just you need to be on. You need to be uh, defensively aware. Uh, you need to, again, he's very unpredictable. Um, you know, you can't just uh, sit there and uh, let him do his thing because he's, he's probably one of the most uh, dangerous fighters. Uh, you know, he'd be up there with some of the most dangerous fighters, even in the UFC. So uh, you've got to respect that. Um, but at the same time, you know, my style is about, you know, making people fight my fight. And, uh, you know, I'm usually pretty defensively aware. Uh, so, uh, you know, you just got to be clever with it. You know what I mean? It's, uh, you've got to approach uh, each fight uh, differently, especially with a fight like this. So it's exciting. You know, that, that, that excites me. Again, like people look for easy challenges, um, you know, just so they can get more wins. For me, 
yeah, you know, obviously you want rubies, you want them uh, defenses, you know, that obviously just, you know, it's money and, it, you, you know, them stocks rise. But I want the bigger fights. I want the dangerous fights that excite you as well. I want to, I want to be excited in the gym. I want to be excited when we're breaking someone down. I want to be excited, uh, you know, watching tape. And this is exciting because, you know, he is uh, uh, he is dangerous. You know, you can see him. Uh, you don't know what's coming, whether it's, spa, uh, you know, spin kick, axe kick, um, punches at short range, kicks at long range. Um, you know, he, he changes it up and tools from anywhere. You know what I mean? You could be this close and he would throw kicks up, you know, and it's a, it's very, very unpredictable, which is fun. So it means that I, I need to do certain things, you know, so I've got to use that fight IQ and, and things like that and, and really systematically break him down, which, which excites me. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. So we've already got guys coming in, uh, some uh, strikers to try and emulate him. And obviously they're never going to be the same, but I want, really good, fast, dangerous guys to, you know, throw shit at me <laughs> so I can, uh, you know, be defensively, defensively aware the whole time, you know, and have the, the right automatic reactions um, in those, uh, you know, precise moments. Make sure you're training for that last second weird up, up elbow. We don't want to get that, <laughs> that Korean zombie elbow. That was some knockout, man. <laughs> It is, man. See, that's the thing. That's what I'm talking about. Like, here you are. You're thinking he's in this position. You could easily just maybe grab his back or maybe try and go to a clinch and throw a knee. And the next minute, the elbow's coming from this weird angle. He can't see you. It looks yeah. like he's cowering. Bang. You know, very, very unpredictable. And uh, if you watch that fight, it wasn't uh, – like, I seen him. He actually did that a couple of times in that fight. So I was like – because yeah. when I first seen him, I'm like, man, that was weird. Like, it was just – I just thought he was there and they just decided to throw it or did he accidentally throw it. But – it was something that, you know, he thought would work because I've seen him do it a couple yeah. of times. So it just shows you, like, you know, there is, uh, yeah, method to the madness. You know, there is, like, you know, yeah. it, there, you know a lot of the, the crazy, unpredictable things he's doing, you know, he's still, uh, it's still calculated. And a yes, calculated, absolutely. you know, an unpredictable, dangerous, calculated fighter is obviously a dangerous fighter. So you've got to respect that. And like I said, it's exciting. Well, I, I also I wanted to get your thoughts on on Max Holloway. I know you've you've heard his name so often over the years, but I'm looking at him and I'm going, should, should he not move up to lightweight? Because he's just knocking off contenders. I mean, I'm a little bit bitter about the Arnold Allen thing because uh, as a Brit and all that. But and I love Max as a fighter. I think he's a fantastic fighter. But I think go up in weight and fight like Gaethje or Chandler or something like that mm. because mm. surely. He's not getting a fourth crack at the belt because, I mean, yeah. as the champion, I, I couldn't imagine that being something that motivates and excites you to beat him for a third time. So when you look at Max, do you think it probably is better for him to move up in weight, especially if he's chasing gold? Or do you think, no, look, if, if, if he knocks off a couple more contenders, you would have that fourth fight with him? Uh, it's just, I mean, it's a hard fight to sell, you know what I mean? Three yeah. fights, uh, you know, three wins with a guy and then... And then doing a fourth one. And then imagine, imagine, you know, like what if he does win? What are you going to do? We're going to have to go another two times? Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, Best imagine, of seven. <laughs> obviously, obviously that wouldn't happen. You know, I, I definitely believe and prove that I've got his number. But it's just, it just does. How do you sell it? So people that you're selling are, oh, your maxes look better. All right. So you're trying to sell that he, he is getting better and all that. He does have a chance of winning. But then people will go, all right, who cares though? Like, you know, where, where does that put us? Yeah. Even if he was yeah. to do that, you know what I mean? Like, how do you sell it? It's it's a weird one. I mean, you'll never say never. Say never. 
But I mean, it's you know, it'll be like you said. I want fights that are going to excite me. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, honestly, right now, I, I think I need to see more. Maybe, maybe my, my it would be different. But yeah, it, it, that doesn't sound very exciting. It's not very fun to talk mm-hmm. about. Um, yeah, obviously, Arnold Adelands. Like that, that would have been great if he got out there yeah. and got the job done. Uh, I actually really like uh, Arnold Allen. I think he's a great fighter. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's got yeah. to be one of the nicest human beings in the world. So, 100%. Um, but like, yeah, which which I appreciate that he doesn't try and change who he is, and and uh, I believe I've been like that through the whole process. So I've got nothing but respect for the guy, and he's really good. It's just again, Max is is that good. A lot of people like you know when I was beating him, or beating that last one especially, everyone's like, oh yeah, he's fallen off. He's you know he's uh you know he's he's heading on the downward downward spiral. I'm like, no. Uh, but that's not what it is. Yeah. Trust me, he's still that good. It's just I've got his number, and I believe oh, that's that's how good I am. You know what yeah. I mean? So uh, I still didn't want him. I even said to him straight after the fight, I'm like, stop fighting my contenders. Like my yeah, stop fighting my number one contenders, man. You know what I mean? I want some exciting fights. Like stop fighting them. Uh, but uh, mm. you know, well, the per- the again, other person I still everyone is going to beat him. Yeah, but the, but the other person that everyone is getting excited about in your division who has a fight booked coming up is Ilya Taporia. What do you make of him? Mm-hmm. If he beats Josh Emmett, how close do you think he is from a title shot? Oh, man, I think he, he, would, ha- he would have to be close. Like, oh, what's he ranked? I don't know. After If he takes out Josh Emmett, he's right up there. Yeah, and again, that's I think another he'd be top exciting five. fight. That would be another exciting fight. You know, he's getting big finishes. And, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people, again, you're always going to, See, especially guys that are dangerous, it's always going to be easy sell. It's like anyone knows that, like, oh, what if he catches him? You know what I mean? So it's good. It's always exciting. And that's going to keep me on my toes. It's exciting for me. So that's definitely a fight that uh, I'm looking forward to. You know what I mean? I think uh, he does need, uh, a, you know, a higher fight. So that fight's booked, is it? Yeah. Emmett and Taporia is booked. I think well, it might go. be See? June, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I think it's June oh, the 20, 24th, I think, yeah. Yeah, see, good. That, that, that's what I want, man. That's that's what I love seeing. I love seeing the contenders going at it. You know what I mean? And then good on uh, Josh Emmett as well, being like, oh, I'll get right back in the horse. Yeah. You know what I Because he's not getting any younger as well. Put himself right back in that uh, title picture. Obviously, I go out and you take out Yair Rodriguez. He goes and takes out Ilya Tapuria and then takes someone else out. He's right back there because there's a, it's yeah. still in this, you know. Um, but back to Max, what you're saying with Max. I think you're right. Like, I think obviously he's hoping that I, I lose, I guess. Um, yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, that doesn't mean he's a nasty man, but he's obviously got to look out for himself. He's hoping that I lose and that he gets to take out whoever was to beat me. So that's how he's looking at it. Maybe that's why he's hanging around. You're right, though. I think there is some big fights in light in lightweight for him. Um, and, yeah, you know, lightweight's uh, got, some, got some good names in there. Got some fun fights. Which is why I love. Uh, I want to move up as well. That's why I want to, you know, do both. That's why obviously I'm planning on doing your year, and then I want that rematch, and then I want to keep uh, both divisions busy. So, uh, which again, very exciting. But yeah, I don't know. You got to see. Like, uh, yeah, for him, he's, uh, you know, obviously always going to, you know, whether he thinks he's going to get a fourth fight with me, or if I lose, he gets that next shot anyway. You know, so it's, yeah, tricky so- situation for him, I'm sure. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah. So, Volk, you become a two-weight champ, right? And then I want to look a few a few years down the line. We've seen so many UFC fighters moving into boxing, and recently we've even seen them moving into like the bare knuckle scene. Is anything like that interest you post UFC? Uh no, I wouldn't say the, the bare knuckle doesn't. Um, you got to look uh, after those know, looks, mate. Boxing? You can't you can't go bare knuckle. That face, <laughs> yeah, oh, you, you know got to keep that pristine, <laughs> yeah. man. No. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to add any more scars to this face. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, now, nah, look, I don't think being knuckle, you know, boxing, though, I do, I do like, uh, I do like boxing. I think that's something like, you know, when your, your career's done and you're, all oh, right, a couple of, because obviously there's a lot of big names in the, in Australia as well. Um, good fun fights around our weight. Uh, so that could be exciting, you know what I mean? And I love boxing as well. So that's something that I guess you could do. But I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, the thing is, I don't want to be in that position because I need the money. So right now, I, I'm being uh, you know, sensible with the money. I'm like I told you, I'm in my prime. I want to make as much money as I can so I can look after myself so yeah. I don't have to do anything crazy when my career's over. You know what I mean? I want to look after my family. and Now, I'm lucky enough to be in a position that I am. So I want to make the most of it and uh, financially be comfortable for the rest of my life because of what I'm doing now. So... Um, that's where I want to be. If I'm doing the boxing fights and I'm doing that, you know, maybe for a bit of extra cash because yeah, always money's good, but because I want to and it's going to be fun, not because I have to. Yeah, absolutely. Look, Volk, um, have you got time for one or two more questions or have you got to get going on school runs and all that kind of stuff? You got time? Always got, always got time for you, Zed. Don't worry, don't worry. Oh, man, legend. Um, so I wanted to ask you about the situation with uh, Adesanya and Pereira because as a fan, I look at that and go, they're 1-1. I really want to see the trilogy. But it seems to me like Izzy wasn't too interested in it and then Dana's come in and said, no, Pereira's got to move up to 205. But then Pereira seems to be coming out and tweeting about the Adesanya fight. So... Do, do you feel like there should be a trilogy there or do you think, nah, it's, it's done? It's a, it's a, it is a tricky one. Like, cause, uh, yeah. So, uh, Pereira is talking about it now, is he? Cause I know that he was, he wanted he to put out up. a couple of, he said he wanted to, but then now recently he's put out a few tweets being like talking about coming back and him and Izzy went back and forth. This is maybe like a week ago or oh, a few okay. days ago or yeah. something like that. But um, but again, Dana's come out and said he should go up to two hundred five, or he is going up to two hundred five. So I don't know. I don't really know what's going on there. But I, I as a I, fan, I think, look, would like to see fight, the trilogy. And I think it will happen. I think it's just not something that's going to happen right away. So having the three yeah. fights back to back, um, you know, is obviously three fights back to back isn't always good. Like we've seen it before, but you don't really want them like like that. So for them to do, if he wants to go up. Um, say win the lightweight, uh, light heavyweight title, and yeah. then they fight like for champ, champ. Like you know, obviously, the fight could be absolutely massive. Whether that's what the UFC are yeah. trying to plan on plan on doing, I, I don't know because that that would be pretty clever. Obviously, 
you look at uh, the light heavyweights, they're, they're, a lot of them are strikers as well. So that's... Um, and Pereira is a bit of a, a name, you know, as well. So a bit of a draw. Yeah. So if he wants to go up and then win like a, a, a light heavyweight title and then they do their trilogy, you've just made one of the biggest fights you could make. Yeah. So, um, you know, UFC is clever, like, clever like that. You know what I mean? Like they look at, oh, we could do a trilogy now, which would be pretty big, or we could do it here and it'd be absolutely uh, monstrous. You know what I mean? So they are clever. They do think, see, we, we all look at it like this. They look at it like, you know, uh, million yeah. steps ahead. They're very, very clever. They they know what they're doing. They've dealt with a lot of uh, these situations before, um, so they've got a uh, good formulas and, and know how it works. But yeah, it's a you know obviously it is a one-one. So uh, that's always going to be there. A lot, a lot. You know, Izzy's probably looking at it like, oh yeah, look, he got one on me. Uh, I was winning up until then, and then he got one on me. But mm-hmm. then I went out there. But again, it is one-one. So I, I get why some people would still want to see it. Um, but does it have to happen right now? No, I don't think so. I think like yeah. uh, that was a huge fight. The rematch was a huge fight. A trilogy would still be a decent fight, but I think a trilogy further down the track um, would be absolutely massive. And I think that that would probably be the right way to go about it. Yeah. Right, we've got a few quick sort of bullet point questions for you, if that's all right, Volk, and then we'll let you mm-hmm. get on with yeah. your day. Connor versus Chandler. How's that going? I, I, I feel... Conor McGregor, you know, I don't think, yeah. uh, you know, because the one thing that, uh, one thing about Chandler, he, like, he, but, yeah, he understands the whole entertainment thing and, like, you know, we know how he fights, like, you know, and he probably could try and wrestle if he, what, maybe if he gets really hurt, he'd probably start shooting, but he's going to want to live up to that hype of that fight and being on a Conor McGregor card and want to make it an absolute firefight, which uh, would be very exciting and fun to watch, but I feel like that will favour um, Conor McGregor. Wonderful. Which is funny, like, you know, Conor McGregor's coming off a few losses. Um, and, you know, obviously, he, you know, he's going out partying and drinking. And, like, you know, it's – so. but I still feel – because, you know, Conor does have a pretty incredible chin. And his timing is still, you know, maybe not as good as it once was. But his striking, his accuracy and timing is still yeah. uh, pretty good. So if someone's uh, going to just play that firefight with him, I feel like he does, he does catch him. I mean, if someone plays a bit smarter and tries to wear him out, and then they've got a lot better chance of beating uh, Conor McGregor. But if you're just going to be like this, I feel like uh, that's a bad approach with uh, Conor. But Chandler don't care. He's going to do it anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. Volk, as a fan, what's the all-time greatest UFC fight? All-time greatest UFC fight. Shit. All right. Now I can't think. Uh, for me, for me, obviously, you know, being uh, this is because of my connection, right? Other than your own, that are always going to feel like the biggest. I'd probably go Easy and uh, Pereira. For me, you know what oh, I mean? Because really? like, uh, Easy, I'm so, over, so close. Over Easy and Gastelum. Oh, like yeah, see, yeah, I, that's a great fight. <laughs> the, Izzy Gastelum's probably about... mine. That that is. Yeah. Izzy Gaston and that, that and, and to be fair, Prohaska and Glover the other year was was pretty amazing as well. Just from oh, so, a fun, so, crazy point of view. So when you're saying uh, all time, do you mean craziest fight, as in funnest fight? No, no, no. Just your favorite. Just your favorite. My favorite fight. Okay. So like that's different. I thought like you know the all time. You know, for me, 
It'd probably be up there just because of my emotions going into it. Like it'd probably yeah. still Izzy's, uh, Izzy's and Pereira's. Cause I went there and I like, I went over there, seen the guys before they went uh, over to Miami. So, you know, and obviously, you know, Izzy's like, like a brother to me as well. So him having that loss and then getting that fight yeah. back, all the hype and then knowing how dangerous Pereira was, me being on the edge of my seat, my emotions and I, I've never really had it crazy like that. Cause there's so much going into it for me. So uh, that, that'll be up there. And then the way he finished it and then the whole storyline around there, it's yeah. probably one of the biggest uh, moments uh, f- uh, for me. Again, yeah. obviously the biggest moments are going to be my myself because uh, yeah, it's yeah. always going to be like, yeah. but but other than that, I think that that fight with Izzy um, and the Pereira, that second one, and then, the, you know, the bow and arrows. Yeah. <laughs> and the, you know, the way he was on the fence, you're like, no, what's going on? Boom, boom. And then just puts him lights out. Like for me, it was, yeah, like I said, it was like just a whole roller coaster. I'm very composed. Very, very hard to get me going crazy like that. I, I usually do when my training partners are fighting and that I'm, I'm more emotional then. But like my, I was like, I was like a emotional wreck. You know, you know I was like, oh, what you? you know what I mean? Like, absolutely nuts. And then that happened and I'm just like, I just revved up at that reaction video. You could see like that was like, yeah, yeah that was raw. That was real. That was me just, uh, you know, just going absolutely fucking nuts. The reaction videos you have are great, actually, because you do it for like for like Izzy. Izzy does it for yourself and for the other fighters from, from City Kickboxing and stuff. The relationship between the, the two of you seems great. And yet there's like, not only are you so physically different, but you do seem like quite different people as well. Like you seem so kind of like chilled and laid back and like yeah don't get, like when you were last on this show you were saying like oh, i will walk down the street someone comes up to me and i think i know them but then you're like oh yeah no i forgot i'm like a ufc champion yeah, yeah. like like he's just like that, that kind of humble thing and izzy just seems like he thrives in that kind of like the stardom of it all you know he has like the costumes and the little the walkouts and all that kind of stuff you seem like very different people but clearly you get on so well yeah yeah that's um Oh, I mean, like sometimes uh, it's good. You you want a bit of variety in your your, your group of friends and yeah. friends as well. Obviously, we still like to have fun. Yeah, I'm still always going to be fun. You yeah. know, I, I probably get, get, you know, when we're drinking, I'll probably get more wild than him, to be honest. But I mean, because yeah. I, <laughs> I once I have a couple of drinks and we say footy vault comes out. So uh, that's back in my <laughs> rugby league days. But but other than that, yeah, I am pretty true. We are different uh, in, a, in a sense. But at the same time, a lot of people, you know, see easy and like, you know, through media and things like that. And like, obviously still real, like that's still him. But if you're close to him and, and friends with him, like he is a loyal, very loyal, very friendly and uh, chill, cool, cool dude. You know what I mean? A lot of people, you probably can still see that, but a lot of times people only see what they see in the media and all that. And then that's yeah, all yeah. they remember. They don't need, you know, but I mean, if you go get to watch some of his YouTube videos, you get to see a little bit more of himself. Again, that's still being chopped and changed, right? They're still yeah. like, you know, you've still got the guys running that page who don't want to be clickbaity, but, you know, they're going to put the fun bits in. So you're sure. only seeing the, you know, so you're not really seeing the the the, the, the actual everyday uh, Israel, which uh, we, we, we get to see whenever we're with him. And, yeah, again, very loyal uh, and just a legend of a bloke. Wonderful. Right, I've got one more question for you, Volk, if that's all right. No worries. I want you to look into the uh, the history archives of the UFC and who's the fighter you'd love to have been able to have faced in their prime? Oh, it's pretty easy for me. Um, insane uh, Conor McGregor, because he was in featherweight. Yeah, he was a featherweight. 
We've got yeah. to remember the, the champions. Uh, I've beat every other champion in the featherweight division. The only champ I haven't uh, fought in the featherweight division is Conor McGregor. And Conor McGregor in his prime in featherweight division would obviously be the all-time, you know, I'm sure everyone would want to see that right now. If we could make that happen right now, somehow get prime Conor versus prime Volk, um, you know, it'd be pretty, uh, pretty special. So, again, there's a lot of... Um, yeah, again, you, everyone's going to talk about the money, and you know that's why you only want that fight. Yeah, of course. Yeah, there's money in it. You know, the circus around it, the hype, all of that. But you talk about legacy. You know, then I beat, then I would have beaten every featherweight, other featherweight champion, and uh, I plan on having uh, the most defenses as well. So it's going to be a pretty uh, crazy legacy um, mine anyway. But I mean, to add Connor to that that featherweight uh, list as well yeah. would have been would have been great. Oh, wonderful, mate. Mate, thanks so much for, for coming on again. I will message the writers of The Inbetweeners and see what I can do for you. <laughs> I'm not holding my breath, but uh, I'll, I'll see what I can do for, wanna, for my I mate Volk. I want a cameo in there too. You know what I mean? You've got to get me in there. A <laughs> if it ever happens, mate, I will campaign for it. I promise you. <laughs> I'll go down in my <laughs> rider. Who's getting married? Yeah, and with the Bucks party and all that's going to be like a that type of version. Who do you reckon it'll be? Who's getting married, Simon? I don't know, man. I don't, well, it's usually him, isn't it? Whenever it's involved like a girl, it's always like Simon or something, and the rest of us are just like clinging on or desperate to find someone or whatever. So yeah, but mate, as I say, it's always such a pleasure having you on. You are, you know, as I say, in a lot of people's eyes, I know John Jones says it on the UFC rankings at the moment, but in a lot of people's eyes, you are still the pound for pound greatest fighter on the planet right now and on top of that i mean not to go into it too much but i think you're a million times the nice not much nicer bloke pound for pound nicest bloke (laughs) better than john jones anyway (laughs) on the the ufc rankings so yeah thanks very much for coming on mate we always appreciate your time so much folk no worries at all no worries at all thank you guys i appreciate it now off the training i'll see you later (laughs) cheers man bye thanks boys there we go. I mean, that'd do, wouldn't it? That was worth staying up late for on a school night, wasn't it? Oh, mate, it's nearly midnight for us. It's uh, like it was like nearly nine a.m. for him or whatever. But man, that what a lovely but I I just love him. I love him. I'm going to say it. He loves I'm... you. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a nice guy, isn't he? He's just like he's so talented. I mean, like he's not just like good. He's like. One of the greatest. He's so bloody good in the cage. And then he's just such a nice, humble, chilled out bloke. You're just like, Until oh, Footy Volk comes out. Until I want to see more Footy Volk. I want to see Footy Volk. I, I want to get a job that takes me to Australia and then I have to go out with Footy Volk. Um, it's going to be awesome. Um, but yeah, man, what a great guy. And obviously, look, massive fight coming up with Yair. Yair is no joke. He looked fantastic against Josh Emmett. Mm. Um, uh, Volkanovski is going to have to be very, very careful. As he mentioned, such an unorthodox um, array of, uh, of striking weapons that Yair has got. He's got to be on point for that. Um, and then after that, fingers crossed, he gets through Yair, right? And then he's going to be looking for that rematch with Makachev. And I tell you what, I'm yeah. here for it. I really, really want to see that rematch um i re-watched the fight yesterday in preparation for this chat and it's it's a good fight it's so compelling it's a really compelling fight and one thing we didn't ask about actually but he has mentioned on on, on like his youtube channel and stuff as well that like in that fourth round makachev kind of goes for the takedown 
half gets him down, then then Volk's very confident he's going to get up to his feet to the point where he's chatting to uh, Makachev's corner saying, don't worry, I'm up, I'm up. It took his eye off the ball slightly and it allowed Makachev to get that body triangle on. And then he just kind of couldn't get out of the body triangle. But Makachev didn't really do much. He wasn't really hunting for no. submissions. He was sort of just hanging on and Volk was shouting at him like, oh, you're just surviving. You said you were going to do this. You said you are going to do that, like in the middle of the fight. But obviously he lost that round and you think, God, if he if he doesn't switch off to try and talk to the corner in that moment, if he gets back to his feet, when you look at how that fifth round went, because that fifth round was was pretty dominant, particularly towards yeah. the end for for Volk, the way he finished that fight on top, just smashing him. Oh man, you just you think that could have gone a very different way, and we could have been talking to the double champ, who would have been definitely still the, in on the UFC's rankings, the pound for pound greatest uh, at the yeah. moment, but um. Yeah, man, just what a lovely guy, what a lovely chat. Oh, what, just, yeah, buzzing, buzzing. We've just had Volk on, man, for a second time. It's amazing. Um, yeah, if you haven't heard the first time he was on, if you haven't heard the first time he was on, we go for a deep dive about how we got into MMA, his mm. rugby league days, uh, coming over to, to MMA, uh, that, that first uh, fight against Max Holloway, uh, and leading up to that, it was all in preparation. It was also, he was doing the Ultimate Fighter at the time, so it was pre the yeah. Brian Ortega fight. But there's loads of great stuff in there about, you know, what motivates him, what he's like as a fighter, um, all the preparation that he does, all that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, stuff with Izzy, as we spoke about today as well. So go and check out in the archives our first chat with, with Volkanovski as well, if you've just listened to this. Absolutely. And if you like hearing us talking to champs, then um, in, the, in the archives, you'll also find our chats with... Michael Bispin, who else have we had on? I mean, some great Cage Warriors champs, some former Cage Warriors champs, Dan Hardy, uh, fighting, um, would have been last weekend, but I think by the time this comes out, Ian Gary, I've had it, we've had Ian on a couple of times, great chats with, with Ian. Cage Warriors champs like Paddy Pimlet, Molly McCann. Paul Hughes. Paul Hughes. Um, Tyron Woodley, UFC champion Tyron yes, Woodley as well. of course. And uh, also, uh, friend of Volks, great episode with Dan Hooker. Go check that out. We, uh, we caught up with Dan Hooker in his yep. lead up to fighting Arnold Allen. Had a great chat uh, with another top lad. He's, he's, he's Dan Hooker. And uh, just have a good rummage around because we've had uh, a real who's who of the, uh, of the MMA community on the podcast so far. And while you're uh, clicking play and having a look about, why not click subscribe? And if you see us on the socials, please give us a follow. Give us a like, love, a share, a retreat, or whatever it is that um, that you do, and uh, and we'll be forever grateful. Are we done? I think we're done, mate. See you later, guys. Just uh, featherweight champion of the world, Alexander Volkanovsky on the show there. Later, <laughs> later, yeah, guys. <laughs>